to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's going on? Welcome to Mind Your Hormones. I am super pumped to have this conversation with you because not a lot of people talk openly about the first trimester and I am pulling back the curtains for you on stuff that I was navigating in the first trimester. I'm going to do these like once a week or once every couple weeks so it's not like bombarding and that's obviously not all we're ever going to talk about on this podcast, but I really do think it's important because A lot of people don't talk about the first trimester because a lot of people don't announce that they're pregnant during that time. And there were just so many things that I wish I knew ahead of time and that I just was like wanted someone to be real with me about it. So that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. We're specifically talking about first trimester fatigue today. And if you didn't listen to this week's podcast episode where I told you I'm currently kind of under the weather, I'm definitely getting there, but I have a cold cough. If you could hear it in my voice, if you're a regular here, you could tell I probably sound a little bit different. Um, it's just taking a really long time to get out of my system and I have to keep reminding myself that it's because my body is not just trying to heal this cold and cough. It's obviously also growing a human and it's doing a lot of things. So it has to allocate its energy properly. So I'm just always reminding myself of these things because I'm like, first of all, I never get a cold. So that's interesting. Secondly, it would normally last like two days and now we're going on a week, but I have to just keep telling myself that things aren't the same. I'm pregnant. I My body's doing a lot of things and I have to always, always, always remind myself of that. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So today we're getting into first trimester fatigue. Now I was so like, I just thought that this wasn't going to happen to me. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Everyone would tell me like, just wait, like you, it's a tired you've never felt before. That's what everyone would always say. It's tired you've never felt before. And I was always like, well, I'm sure I'll be a little bit tired, but like I have such good energy levels. I'm always high energy. Like it's really just not going to affect me. Like it affects other people. This is literally what I thought. Like this is how ridiculous I was, but that's honestly what I thought. So I'm just being open with you. And newsflash, it 100% did happen to me. Okay. So it honestly felt like I don't, it's true when they say that's a tired you've never felt before. If you have been through this or maybe you're currently through this, you know what I'm talking about. You just feel so wiped out. Like, it's not like when you don't get a lot of sleep. It's a, just a different type of tired. And, and one day you're going to experience it if, if you want children in your life or if you are currently in the first trimester. You're going to experience it. It's going to happen. And, Again, I had to remind myself of why this is happening. 
Obviously, we are all aware that when you're pregnant, your body's growing a human, and that obviously is very energy intensive. But the reason why the first trimester is so energy draining for the mom is because not only are you growing the baby, and honestly, at the end of the first trimester, they have all their parts, like everything is there. It's insane what goes on in the first few weeks, like it's wild. But on top of that, you're also growing a totally separate organ, which I didn't even realize this, but you're growing the placenta. And that is obviously also energy intensive. So your body is not only creating a whole organ that's going to sustain the life of this child, but it's also growing all the parts of your baby, which is insane. So that is where really the energy burn is coming from and why after the first trimester, you don't feel that fatigue anymore because now the placenta is formed and now the placenta is really taking over more of the burden of the baby's uh, like growth and stuff like that. So that's really why you don't feel as tired in the second trimester as you do in the first trimester. So I had to constantly remind myself of, okay, it's not that I'm lazy. It's not that there's something wrong with me. It's not that I'm sick, that I'm feeling tired. It's not that I need more sleep. Like, what's going on? Because I kept feeling like, oh my God, like, what is happening? And my friends felt, everyone was like, Corinne, this is why you're so tired. Like, it's okay to rest. And I just had to keep reminding myself that it's okay to rest because I just so wasn't used to it. And I forgot to start this episode with this. I always want to preface this when I'm talking about this conversation where I know that some, that these types of conversations can be really triggering to some of you. And I wanted to start the episode with this and I totally forgot. But if this is something that's like just really hard for you to listen to, it's, it's not supporting you because maybe you've been trying for so long or you just went through loss. Like please do what's best for you and know that you can always listen to this another time. You don't ever have to listen to it. I just want to acknowledge that I know that some of you are going through that and that I always want our conversations to be proof of possibility for you and that if me with PCOS was able to do this, you are able to do it as well when you know exactly how to support yourself in order to do this, okay? So always coming at it from the proof of possibility lens and I just want to be open and honest with you and if you are feeling triggered, like instead of feeling triggered, I would open have help you open your eyes to feeling maybe expanded to know what's possible and what's in your future. But again, if this is not a good conversation for you to listen to, like do what's best for you. Okay. Okay. So the fatigue, um, I want to tell you this because if you are going to start trying, if you are about to, to be in your first trimester or you're in your first trimester, I want you to know that you're not going to be able to keep up with and do all the same things you normally do. So plan accordingly. It is going to happen to you. You're going to feel the fatigue and you're just not going to be able to keep up with everything. And that's just is what it is. And don't go in it like I did, like, I'm going to be fine. It's going to be amazing. Like, know that it's going to feel different. And honestly, like, the first, I'm going to get into the details of what I really did to help with the energy um, because there were certain things that I ended up doing that really actually did help me through after after week eight and nine, like I really did start having a good amount of energy back. Um, it was not the whole first trimester at all for me. And it's because I think I shifted things that I was doing. And obviously the way that I do take care of it, care of myself, I think that really did help. And we're going to talk about that. But I do want you to know to plan accordingly. If you are planning to get pregnant, 
don't max out your plate with things. Don't make a lot of plans. Don't have all these things going on like as much as you possibly can. Clear your calendar at least for the first four weeks um, because you're going to need it. You're going to want to sit on the couch. I was watching New Girl. I was watching home reno shows. Like, uh, and I'm so blessed to be able to have done that. And we're going to talk about that too. But just know that you're not going to be able to keep up with everything. And what I really realized is that it's kind of like a battery pack. Like for me, normally, I get energy from doing things. Like I get energy from doing this podcast, from going on client calls, from working out, from doing all these things. And what I realized in the first few weeks of pregnancy was those things were draining my energy. So I would do it and then I would feel even more tired after. So where it usually gives me energy in the first trimester, it was more like you're allotted this amount of energy today. How are you going to use it? So being really strategic about how you're using your energy and literally only doing what is required from you, like getting really, really honest of what are the things that you have to do that only you can do that you are committed to doing in your job, in your family, in whatever it is. And obviously, if you are someone who you already have children, bless you. I, I, I'm, I'm not in that stage of life yet. I have no idea how you take care of a child while you're feeling that fatigue. One day I will understand that. But so when I'm talking about this right now, I'm really speaking to the people that don't have children and they're going through their first trimester for their first time because some of the things that I'm going to talk about is just simply not going to be possible for you, like being able to sit down because if you have a toddler you're running after, that's just not going to happen. So I am not speaking to that because I I have not experienced that. So what I will say is, really getting honest with yourself of, sorry guys, my voice is just really, really going. We're going to keep this short, okay? Of what is required only from you and what other people can do to support you. What can someone else do that you don't have to? Maybe you usually like to do those things or you want to be the one to do those things, whether it's cook or clean or, um, I don't know, like just do something in your job that you're doing extra. What can someone else do that you don't have to? And how can you do the bare minimum? Literally, how can you do the absolute bare minimum while still showing up for your job, while still showing up for your family and doing what you have to do, okay? Because that's really, really important. Okay, so obviously this is the time of year that some people might be getting more sick than usual. Maybe you might be getting a cold or a cough or whatever and you want to avoid it as much as possible. We know that our immune system, the majority of it lives in our gut. So taking care of your gut is essential when it comes to supporting your immune system. So I want you to head to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. Of course, take their free quiz to see what supplements are really going to best support you and your specific gut. That's number one. But then also check out their immunity products. Um, they have obviously vitamin D is amazing for your immune system, but they also have like immune defense Um products that are really, really helpful. They even have them for children. So highly recommend checking them out, especially around this time of year. It's so, so, so important to be giving extra love to our immune system. Always be sure to check with your doctor if you are pregnant for which products are pregnancy safe or not. Of course, you could always message the, the, um, 
the dietitians on gutpersonal.com and ask them and they will let you know. But definitely go check them out. Highly recommend seeing what is going to best support your gut, what probiotics come up for you, what gut healing supplements come up for you because we want to really, really nourish your gut in order to support your immune system because 70 to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. And this is the time. It's always the time. It's always, always, always the time to do it. But especially right now, as the weather is getting colder, depending on where you live, or you're going to be getting around more family members and friends for the holidays. So head to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne, take that free quiz, see what products come up for you. And because you're a listener of the show, you always save 10% on every single product in their store when you use code Corinne, C-O-R-I-N-N-E at checkout. If you have any questions of the supplements I'm currently taking while pregnant, still from Gut Personal, the ones I was taking beforehand, just any questions about their products, just DM me on Instagram. I'd be happy to support you in them. Go to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne and use code Corinne at checkout to save yourself some money. Okay, let's get back into today's show. Okay, guys, I'm so, I feel so bad that you have to listen to my voice like this. So I'm really doing my best. I'm sorry if it sounds so horrible to listen to, but okay. What I realized for the first four weeks, I found out I was pregnant at four weeks and you don't go to the doctor till eight weeks. Like I did blood work and stuff in between that showed my progesterone levels were really strong. My HCG levels were really strong. Like everything was moving in the right direction. But to be honest, I was nervous until going to the doctor because you don't see the baby. You don't hear the heartbeat. You don't know if everything is going okay. So for those first four weeks, I did not exercise because I was literally my thoughts were, is it going to dislodge the baby? Like, is it going to be safe? Can I tighten my abs? Can I do all these things? Like even following prenatal workouts, I was just like, I was nervous to do it. So other than like short walks, I would do short walks like here and there. And again, I was not able to walk as fast as I normally do. I was not able to walk as long as I normally do. So just like keep that in mind. But I really did not exercise for those first four weeks. And I'm going to do a whole nother podcast episode on movement and stuff like that. But after I went to the doctor, and I saw that everything was okay, and I asked all my questions. I started exercising a little bit more in the morning, and that really did help my energy. So I'm going to talk about now a couple of the things that I did that really did help support my energy. Number one is that I I did start moving my body again in the morning, and it was small, like 15 minutes max of a prenatal workout. I personally love Melissa Wood Health workouts. She recently revamped her entire site. So there's a ton more of prenatal exercises on there that I love because they're all short. They're really, really amazing. And I noticed like, wow, that has really been helping my energy. And I'm always someone that works out in the morning and it always does help my energy. But I was just so tired in those first four weeks that I was like, I cannot exercise right now. And I was nervous too. So honor where you're at and know that it's totally fine. But when you do feel a little bit better, maybe when after you go to the doctor and you're feeling more confident, try moving your body in the morning in a small way. And I'm not talking about doing a HIIT workout and going for a run and doing all this crazy shit, like doing a slow yoga flow, a slow Pilates movement, like something short, even 15 minutes made such a huge difference for me. So that was number one. Number two is obviously sleeping. Now I am super privileged and super blessed to work for myself and to have created this business. And I have never been more grateful for this business than I was during this first trimester. I literally was thanking the past version of me 
every single day of like, oh my God, thank you for trusting your intuition, for leaving teaching when you did, because holy shit, you have now created this freedom for you to sleep in when you need to sleep in and to rest when you need to rest. So I was blessed enough to be able to get nine hours of sleep a night. And I'm still getting nine hours of sleep a night. I'm like, that's, and I know if you are someone who maybe you're like, I'm working three jobs, or again, you have children and that's not possible, then that's not possible for you. But if it is possible for you, use the privilege that you have and get freaking sleep. It's so important. And honestly, sometimes I would sleep nine hours. I would wake up and I would be like, did I just fucking sleep nine hours? Like what is happening? I'm still so tired, but it's really, really important. So sleeping nine hours was essential for me. Exercising in the morning and listening to my body when I would feel like, oh my God, I need to rest. I would, I, I'm personally not a napper. I did not nap. I, I just don't like napping. I never have. So that was not something that I did, but honestly, just sitting down on the couch, putting my feet up and doing work on the couch again, I'm super blessed and super privileged to be able to, you know, do work from my from my home. So those of you who do work from home, take advantage of that and be so so grateful for it. And honestly, just going from my desk to the couch really did help. And um so that was really helpful just like sitting down, putting my legs up, going for some, like short walks outside in the sunlight was really helpful, allocating where my energy needed to go and only prioritizing what I had to get done is what was really helpful for me. And something that I really had to work through, and I'm sure some of you are going to have to do this too, specifically if you are a business owner, is I had to change my beliefs around what running a business and making an income actually looks like. Because for someone who's an entrepreneur like I am, we're the ones that are responsible for the income that we make. And obviously when I was so exhausted, I wasn't posting as much on social media. I wasn't showing up. I was, you know, I was showing up on my stories, but not as much as usual. I wasn't selling as much like doing all these things. So I had to really change my beliefs around knowing that I don't have to work hard in order to attract clients into my life. I don't have to work as hard in order to still have income coming in. And that was something that I really had to work through because I was resting more. I wasn't working as much. And it's not like when I was a teacher that whether I was tired, whether I showed up, whether I didn't, I would still get that paycheck. It's totally different. And I would never honestly change it for the world. I would never go back, but it was just a belief that I had to change within myself. So maybe whether you're an entrepreneur or not, really shifting the beliefs that you have around what it means to be productive, what it means to be worthy because you're going to be doing less, what it means to, you know, maybe run a business or be a good teacher. Maybe you're going to be doing a lot more of self-led work with the kids or reusing certain lessons or just doing certain things and know that it's okay to do the bare minimum right now and that you're still worthy of doing of being who you are of, and you're still a good teacher. You're still a good entrepreneur. You're still a good leader. You're still a good who, whatever, even if you're doing less. Okay. So that is just my 
open and raw conversation with you. I hope this is helpful for you if you are in your first trimester, knowing that it's okay to rest, sit and rest when you can. If you have that privilege to be able to rest, use it. It is going to pass, okay? So I really started feeling more energy coming back by doing the things that I told you about, like exercising in the morning and stuff, specifically like weeks nine, 10. It really started coming back. And then after week, really 11, I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm like back. So it, it a switch goes off and you will feel it. Um, so just know that it's coming. I hope this helps prepare you if you're heading into that season of life. Always come back and listen to this. Thank you for bearing with me and this voice right now. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.